This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. Two of the sport's most respected fighters step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome to the NHL Ice Guys. It is Monday, February the 8th, and Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, along with me, Ian Cameron, we are thrilled to be here launching this daily show, The Ice Guys, which we have been doing for the last few years on Patreon for subscribers. We are thrilled to be bringing this daily hockey betting show to you, free for all, open to the public, in partnership with our good friends at the Hockey Podcast Network. Make sure you check them out at www.thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. We are excited to be partnering with them. There are tons of great daily hockey podcasts for all NHL teams. Check those out. The Ice Guys will be part of that great collection uh, of podcasts. We are happy to be bringing you our daily live YouTube show in video form, as we always have and now doing it free for everybody, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and also thrilled to have our shows available in audio podcast form each and every day uh, moving forward so that if you can't tune in live uh, on YouTube, uh, on video, uh, you can download the audio podcast and listen to us on the go wherever you may be, and you can find it, of course, in all uh, major podcast platform, Spotify, Stitcher, you go on down the list, it will be available to you there. Um, look, we always we know that we are now doing a new uh, platform uh, and a bit of a new, not a new format, but we obviously know we might be I- engaging now with a new audience. We certainly want to thank the people that have been watching us and listening to us loyally mm-hmm. uh, on Patreon for the last couple of years, but we understand we might have a new audience. So with that in mind, it's a chance for all three of us to kind of introduce ourselves a little bit to those people that may be watching uh, or listening to us uh, for the first time. Uh, I've been a sports better and handicapper now for 10 years. I can't believe it's been that long already, but feels like I'm a grizzled veteran. Uh, I'm a Joe Thornton, basically, uh, in this uh, industry right now. Well, not that old, but uh, you get the point. Uh, we've been doing it now for a long time uh, across all sports, including the NHL, which has been one of my uh, most profitable sports over the last decade from a betting perspective. Uh, my bread and br- one of my bread and butter sports for sure, uh, from a betting perspective. Uh, looking forward to it. So um, uh, doing this show again now with the uh, Hockey Podcast Network. 
Uh, we have been doing the Ice Guys in some format now for a few years, uh, and I am excited to be uh, bringing you, hopefully, uh, extensive NHL betting experience uh, and hopefully knowledge and expertise as well to this show uh, on a daily basis. Uh, I'm happy to as well have as one of my colleagues and someone that I've had as a friend in this business and someone I've had as a show colleague on this show for a very long time now, Alex B. Smith, uh, along for the ride as well. Alex, welcome in and tell everybody watching and listening a little bit about you. Yeah, thanks, Ian. I mean, this is just a, a wonderful uh, expansion to to our venture here, the show, the Ice Guys. So I've been betting, it's been about 10, almost 11 years now for me uh, as a pro sports handicapper. And, you know, I started, like I said, doing all the other sports, but hockey has always been a, a sport of mine that I truly love. Uh, and I was able to turn that into, you know, a profession basically. Now, uh, you know, just my top sport as far as betting is concerned. And it's my top sport to watch and uh, to be on this program with you guys and, you know, being part of the Hockey Podcast Network, I'm super excited for this. So uh, it, it's something that's just going to be uh, absolutely amazing moving forward. And I've had so many people over the years tell me, you know, wow, you know, I, I watched hockey, but I never bet on it. Or some people have said, you know, I never even bothered watching hockey until you know, they started getting plays from me or, or watching our program uh, and making money on it. Now they're actual hockey fans. It's not just a, a business venture for them. So uh, I, I can't be thrilled uh, more, you know, to, to try and hopefully we can make some new fans uh, for those of you just watching, you know, uh, and haven't bet before, I hope you, know, uh, like I said, just just expand, to, you know, to this uh, great level right now. It is. And this is a great time for the sports betting industry as a whole with state by state sweeping legalization taking place. You know, there's now all of these states where the sports betting has been, where sports betting has been legalized. You can now not only are sports books going in those states, but you can get download apps and you can place bets right on your phone uh, on various sports betting apps that are available. It is just becoming a lot more easier uh, and a lot quicker, obviously, of a process to be able to just lock in your bet uh, from wherever you are uh, and be able to uh, give you a little bit more enjoyment uh, to, uh, toward watching the game. Not that I need it. you know, I'm certainly not someone... Uh, that needs the action on a daily basis. Um, but the, there are people out there that feel that, hey, I've got some skin in the game. I've got a few bucks on the game. It's going to make me a little bit more excited and interested uh, in the game. Uh, there's yep. no question about that. Uh, and certainly now there's everybody in the mainstream from a sports media standpoint. They want a piece of the sports betting pie, a slice of the pie, if you will. They want content. They want people on there talking about sports betting. I'll give you a perfect example. Mike Johnson, who does uh, work with TSN in Canada, is also uh, on NHL Network uh, in the United States. Well, on the TSN side of things here in Canada, they've basically been doing this segment called The Edge. It is a betting-related segment with Mike Johnson, and he's breaking down money lines and totals and uh, props, goal-scoring props as well. Uh, on these uh, TSN broadcasts, and I don't necessarily uh, agree with using just, you know, uh, uh, he is a former NHL player. He knows the game. There's no question. But what about his betting side of expertise? You know, this is not an NHL better. This is not an NHL handicapper, and yet he's dispensing advice and information, you know, on games. So it's it's just a sign that, hey, anybody known to man is going to be talking about betting now in all of these sports. You don't even have to be a better or handicapper. They'll grab, you know, former players. They'll grab the people that are already employed with a certain network. And regardless of their love for betting, 
regardless of their experience involved in betting that sport or sports in general, they're going to have them on to talk about the betting lines. It's because everybody is now seeing this. There's dollar signs in their eyes, essentially, and every network is going overboard to include discussion about betting in not only the NHL, but every single sport across the board. So there's some good to that. It gets the mainstream, the public, you know, more interested in the industry we're all involved in. The negative to that is you're getting fed some pretty bad information sometimes. So you got to weed out the positives uh, and the negatives of that. But uh, definitely overall, you got to like where our industry is. Sports betting has now hit the mainstream and it's a good thing for everyone involved. Jimmy Murphy, I want to introduce him, NHL writer, NHL beat reporter. He's been involved in this sport for a very long time and he's a better too. You know, he's just been getting into it the last few years and being with us, you know, uh, uh, year-round betters and handicappers like Alex and I has certainly made Jimmy more interested in betting and putting money, uh, some of his own money, uh, on these NHL games as well. But primarily he's been involved in NHL media for a very long time, Uh, Boston Bruins writer and beat reporter for a very long time as well. Uh, And we are thrilled to have his insight on this show because what Jimmy brings to the table is connections, players, general managers, coaches, the ability to give us some good information in terms of what kind of transactions could be going on uh, in the NHL throughout the course of the season. And it's stuff that we can use not only to inform our viewers and listeners, but we can also throw in the betting side of it. How is that going to impact this team from a betting perspective if they trade for this guy or if they sign this guy or, or if this happens in the front office? And Jimmy is able to give us some invaluable information in all of those areas. And we're thrilled to have him as part of our Ice Guys crew throughout the season. Jimmy, welcome aboard. Yeah, so for our new viewers there, you can tell now that Murphy's Law does exist, folks. Uh, <laughs> you know what that is? It's anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So the laptop here decided to go wrong at an inopportune time there. I apologize for that. Uh, yeah, it's great to be on board here. You know, we're really excited about expanding our network here and our audience. And uh, as you were just saying, and thank you for the kind words, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure being on with you guys because I've learned so much more about the industry and how to approach games uh, from a different perspective. You know, I've pretty much trained as a writer or so much kind of a scout sometimes too, you know, up there sitting in the press box for the last 20 years. So uh, I watch it a little differently, but now combining that with what I've learned from you, uh, you know, I really enjoy becoming part of this show and I'm excited for the future. And uh, I think our viewers are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, going to be great for increasing the reach and the following uh, of the Ice Guys to be uh, available free for all to the public, being able to listen and download and podcast. When we get it, you guys have jobs, you guys have work, you guys have families. You're not going to be able to just sit there in front of a laptop monitor or a p- computer monitor at 2 p.m. Eastern time every day live. We get it. We understand that fully. So the ability to have that uh, ability to download uh, the show and listen in a podcast form. Of course, this show is being streamed on Two separate YouTube channels to, uh, today and every day moving forward. Our own uh, Ice Guys YouTube channel, as well as the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. And make sure you like and subscribe to both YouTube channels, our own at the Ice Guys, as well as the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. And in particular, the Hockey Podcast Network people. Give them some love. They brought us out from the Patreon paywall into uh, the uh, a forum that we're now in, uh, free to everybody, to the public again, and they're the ones that made it happen. Support them, support the website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com, 
uh, check out their site, check out their other podcasts, which are there's the Leaf podcast, the Oilers pod. There's podcasts for all, pretty much every team in the NHL. So make sure you check all of those out as well. And of course, you can also find the Ice Guys there right on the website every day as well, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. All right, so now that we've gotten the uh, intros and the greetings out of the way uh, and the background of who we are and, and why the hell you would want to listen to us and watch us on a daily basis, let's get to the good stuff, breaking down yeah. these games from a betting perspective because that's what we're here for. That's what we do uh, on a daily basis. And we've got a fascinating Monday card here to break down with six games. And as always, our tradition, we start in rotation order, uh, from the uh, first game that you would see on your sports betting rotation screen right down to the uh, last one, we go in that order. So we start with the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets. We've got Carolina minus 135 to minus 140 road favorites. Uh, total right now of five and a half here, shaded to the over uh, in this game. It's a fascinating spot to really dissect here. Because clearly we know the Carolina Hurricanes are playing some good hockey to start the season. It's been a nice start for Rod Brindamore's team. There's no question about that. Uh, they've gotten off to a 7-2 and two start. They've done it with uh, their top line, including especially uh, Andrei Svechnikov, uh, playing extremely well for the Hurricanes so far this season. They're getting Vincent Trocek scoring uh, a bunch of goals as well for Carolina. They're getting a good amount of offense. I like this blue line when they're fully healthy. You know, and we have seen them uh, play very well from the back end out. You know, they do have question marks, obviously, at sometimes in goal. James Reimer, they've won a couple of games in spite of him looking a little bit lackluster and, and suspect in between the pipes, including uh, yesterday's win on Sunday against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, obviously, it was a wild affair, uh, a 6-5 to five victory uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes in a very controversial game. Uh, as well, something I've never seen before. Uh, a Carolina goal was challenged uh, for offside. It was offside. It actually was offside. There was no question. If you looked at the replay, you could clearly tell it was uh, an offside ruling. And yet the league, after reviewing it, and you're supposed to have replay to get these calls right, or at least that's what I thought, they still said the goal would count uh, wow. and that the uh, challenge was denied. And that was a goal that gave Carolina a 4-3 to three lead. Now, you can't say that's the be-all, end-all as to why Columbus lost that game. Uh, they had a lot of bad breaks, deflection goals. A lot of fluky goals went in for Carolina. But that was clearly a mistake. So then the third period starts. And apparently in the inter second intermission, they had time to look it over and realize they made a mistake. You know, that was offside. We shouldn't have let that goal stand uh, for Carolina. Um but then they come back and they tell Torts, John Tortorella, the head coach of the Jackets and the coaching staff, that they're going to take away the penalty for Columbus for delay of game for losing the challenge, which is what happens. You lose a challenge, you get a two-minute delay of game call if you lose the challenge. They're going to take away the two-minute penalty after yeah. reviewing it, but they're not going to take away the goal. They can't take away the goal. So it stands 4-3 here. I, I've never seen anything like that. I think it just it makes the officiating and the rules process look bad. Because yeah, at this point you might as well just keep the penalty if you're if you're going to keep the goal on the board, you know. At that point, I don't see how that's any kind of gesture that's going to be well received by Columbus, and it wasn't, and, and rightfully so. So it was a frustrating uh, turn of events for the Jackets. I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll ever see something like that again. Uh, in terms the, league, the league admitted they were wrong, right? Yes, yeah. and the officials basically in the second intermission, Jimmy, when they looked at it. They were saying, you know what, we did get it wrong. 
but we're not going to take the goal away, but we'll take away your two minute uh, minor penalty for delay a game. It was just be <laughs> bizarre beyond belief. Turning over though to this game, Columbus is one of those teams I'm looking to bet on. Columbus is one of those teams I'm looking to bet over the total because of the Patrick Lyon addition to this hockey team. We have seen already in just three games, the two against Dallas, yesterday against Carolina, there's pace in Columbus's game. They're trading rush chances, and they're also you know, getting a little bit loose in their own zone. We've seen that clearly. They've almost thought that Lyon is here to save our offense, which had struggled mightily early in the season. We can get things going now. Let's go up and down the ice. We can afford to trade chances a little bit more. And it's not a, a total shock to me they've gone three straight overs since Patrick Lyonet uh, has been a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets and on the ice. Cam Atkinson started to get their off his offense going a bit. We know that Oliver Bjorkstrand uh, is always a threat uh, to score and find the back of the net for this team. I also like this spot here for Columbus tonight at a home underdog price because, for, for, first of all, they're going to be steamed about yesterday still. And second of all, they get to face Alex Nedeljkovic in net for the first time this season. Up and down, mediocre numbers when he was the starter last year for Carolina. They needed to give James Reimer a rest. It's the second of back-to-backs. I'm sure Rod Brindamore thought this was the time to do it. So you're going to see him in net. Corpus is going to start for a second straight game uh, after playing yesterday, uh, likely because of the fact that they've got goaltending injuries right now, uh, this Columbus team uh, that they're dealing with. So I like this bounce-back bounce spot here for the Blue Jackets here today, though. Uh, I would expect them to play pretty well. Take advantage of this Carolina team starting Nadelkovic here in net. We've seen their offense improve. So I'm going to stick with these same two thought processes I've had with the Jackets since Patrick Lyonet arrived. I'm going to take them plus 125 as a home underdog tonight, as well as over five and a half here, minus 120 in this game. Uh, again, Columbus undervalued from a totals perspective with Lyonet playing a faster pace, getting more chances, kind of giving up more on defense as well. I think we see more of that here tonight. So I like the Jackets and the over in this game. Alex, what's your thoughts on the Blue Jackets hosting the Hurricanes? Well, I got to give you the old not-so-fast, my friend, on this one. I, I like Carolina in, in this spot, to be honest. I like Nadelkovic. As far as you know, third-string goalies go, uh, he's one of the guys I have rated higher. If you guys follow the Patreon page, I have a uh, list of, of all the goalies in the NHL, and I have a ranking, uh, a power rating system for those. Yeah. Nadelkovic is a goalie where, I mean, someone mentioned in the chat, you know, he won a, a Calder Cup uh, with the Carolina Farm Team a couple of years ago. He's one of those guys that I think once he finally gets a chance to to really get some solid time in net uh, with the big club, will actually play pretty well. He's been highly touted for quite some time uh, within the organization. So uh, I don't think it's too much of a drop off. On the flip side, Jonas Corpusal is going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting now because uh, his second and third string goalies are out. They had to call Cam Johnson up from the taxi squad to be his backup. So we'll see him get some time. Uh, he's the okay goalie, but I, this screams to me the over. I like the first period over here. Uh, you can get that minus the dollar ten over one and a half goals, uh, and I also like the full game over as well. Uh, I think this is for me. Spot he said Columbus finally has things working on the offense. Uh, and, and we're going to continue to see that. But I think their defense might be a little suspect. The goaltending could be a bit questionable. So I like Carolina here in regulation plus $1.20. Uh, I'm going to go official as well with the first period over and just lean to the full game over. Might be able to find something a little bit better uh, in game with that number. 
All right, so lean full game over. Alex liking the first period over one and a half here uh, in this game, as well as Carolina uh, in regulation uh, against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. And that's a that's a smart play. And again, for those of you that are just getting used to betting in NHL that might be watching or listening, the regulation line is a good way to get a better price for instead of laying the full game money line. Now, obviously, if Carolina wins in overtime, you would not win the regulation bet, but it's still good long term because it's going to preserve your bankroll. You're not going to have to lay that same expensive price that you would taking Carolina on the money line. So uh, definitely uh, always a prudent move to look regulation line with bigger, moderate to bigger favorites on the NHL board, such as uh, Carolina. Uh, Jimmy, what's your thoughts here? Carolina, Columbus. Yeah, I'm going to keep hitting this over, guys. It's It's been good uh, with these teams. So I'm going to get the over as an official play. And I'm also going to do a prop with line A to score as well. Uh, I think he's really starting to find his niche there and, uh, you know, feel his juices going right now. He's going to be interesting to watch how consistent he gets, right? Because they're going to, he's a streaky scorer, like most of these great goal scorers are. But um, you've made a great point earlier, though, you know, watch how Tortorella sort of handles his arrival. And does he sort of let his arrival dictate as opposed to Tortorella coaching? So that's something to keep an eye on as we go forward here. No doubt about it. Uh, So uh, Jimmy also uh, liking this uh, over the total here. And Patrick Line to score. He's uh, scored now in back-to-back games for the uh, Blue Jackets. They had the power play, just perfect shot on the power play yesterday against Carolina. And then he scored that goal right in front of the net against Dallas. So all of a sudden, back-to-back games with a goal for Patrick Line with this Jackets team. Uh, next up, Battle of New York. Uh, the Islanders taking on the Rangers. Uh, we've got the New York Rangers minus 115 home favorites, five and a half the total, uh, pretty much across the board in this one. I like the way the Rangers are playing. Better defensively, we know they've got the offensive game breakers loaded with them. When you think of Zabanajad and you think of Panarin and you think of Chris Kreider, who's played pretty well uh, lately for this uh, Rangers team as well. Uh, Alexi Lafreniere has been quiet. Uh, but, you know, he might has certainly got the ability and the skill to get it going at some point uh, for the New York Rangers when you're talking about the number one overall pick uh, in the NHL draft. Uh, he's definitely capable of uh, getting into a groove at some point. So the Rangers, that's not never been their problem. They've always been able to score goals. It's been keeping the puck out of their net where the issues have been, and they've been better in that category the last uh, few games. Did well defensively against Pittsburgh, did well in defensively against Washington, back-to-back victories for the Rangers. The pro- And I lean Rangers here. I don't know if I'll get to the window. I like sometimes betting teams that get off the schneid and break a losing streak, kind of like what the Islanders did on Saturday against uh, Pittsburgh with a nice 4-3 to three win uh, over the Penguins, a much-needed win. Uh, it's been an Islanders team. We've remarked on our past shows, the Ice Guys shows here, that this team has kind of taken a step back defensively this year uh, compared to w- the level of play because they've always been usually a very structured, very fundamentally sound defensive hockey team. You've got to be that way if you're going to play for Barry Trotz, but that defense has come a little bit unglued at, at times this season. Uh, so uh they got a they're still looking to get back to that level but the fact they finally picked up a win against Pittsburgh that might be good momentum and a positive like you know hit a positive uh momentum for them going into this game tonight against the Rangers so the Rangers are a bet on team I like their role but I think the Islanders might get a little bump and a boost from finally beating winning a game by beating Pittsburgh the other night. So I lean to the Rangers but for now I'm not going to be betting it it is uh, going to be a pass but I would lean slightly 
to the Rangers. Alex, what's your thoughts with Isles Rangers? Yeah, it's been a disappointing start for both of these teams. I, I don't think either uh, club expected to be four, four, and two, and and have some long losing, you know, lengthy losing streaks in, in the beginning of the season. Um, we saw these two teams open up against each other in a two-game set at the beginning of the year, uh, and they split one and one, each team shutting out the other. So uh, it, it's just a, a weird spot here now, where, I, like I said, that one win against uh, uh, Pittsburgh for the Islanders that snapped their losing streak. They said it was a good win for them to finally, you know, obviously turn things around, but. They're still having issues consistently scoring, and the defense, I think, is weakened, like I said, because of that. I said it in a prior episode where uh, it's kind of the football analogy. You know, defenses get worn down because the offense can't do anything, and that seems to be what the mentality of this Islanders team. that They've had to be so uh, defensive-minded at times that, uh, you know, because the offense, they aren't getting the offensive help. Uh, the defense starts to wear down. They end up giving up goals the other way. So I lean here with the first period over. It's not an official play. It's just a lean. Uh, Islanders are 8-2 and two to the last 10 in the f- uh, first period going over the total one and a half. Uh, like I said, the Rangers, they have that offense. It's gonna, it, the Rangers need something to break for that offense to really get going. This is a team that could score goals in bunches when they get hot. You mentioned all the talent that they have, mm-hmm. Panarin, Lafreniere, Kreider, and company. Uh, so maybe this could be the game. If, if the Islanders don't have that defense going – the Rangers could get their offense uh, rolling hot here too. So just a lean with the first period over. All right. So no no uh, recommendation for Alex, but a lean uh, to the first period over for him. Jimmy, what's your thoughts here with the Islanders and Rangers? Well, I'll tell you guys. I mean, I remember a day when I used to get really excited about Rangers-Islanders games. I actually worked with the Islanders back in the day, and that, that environment was great. And obviously, unfortunately, we can't have that right now. But I think this is going to be a great game. I, I see a lot of goals in this game, and I think this might be a game where you see some of those guys in the Rangers uh, catch some fire here, like a Panarin or a Lafreniere. And the other thing you said about the defense there, too, both of you make great points there. They really miss Devin Taves. Let, let's not underscore that, you know, and that's something to think about when you're going forward and you're thinking about better than an Islanders game is this isn't the same defense we've seen for the last few years there. There's been some differences there. Johnny Boychuk retired. Uh, those are big losses that that defense sort of surrounded. You know, they surrounded on Boychuk. He was a leader there. So factor that in there, and I think you're going to see a little more overs coming up from the Islanders here going forward. So I'll take that over. All right, over five and a half at minus 110 for Jimmy with this Rangers-Islanders game, making that official. Uh, you're right. I mean, the loss of Dev- Devon Taves, who's now in Colorado, is definitely significant, was really good in his own zone. You look at all of his uh, defensive metrics and you look at the impact he makes at the defensive end of the ice, he was excellent for the New York Islanders. Blocking shots, keep uh, defensive play on both uh, even strength and on the penalty kill, uh, definitely uh, missed by this Islanders team. Adam Pellick and Ryan Pullock are very good. Nick Letty, uh, Mayfield's getting more time. Uh, the third pair is still where you've got some question marks. You know, they're going back and forth with uh, Hickey and Dobson. And of course, the veteran, uh, Andy Green, who of course was with the New Jersey Devils before. So uh, there's question marks more now than probably the last couple seasons combined for the Islanders. And we're kind of seeing that in their results where they're uh, giving up a few more goals than they uh, have Uh, in recent seasons. Speaking of giving up more goals, we've got Edmonton taking on Ottawa uh, in the next game here. Uh, Edmonton minus 190, uh, road favorites here. Total six and a half shaded to the over uh, in this game. And you knew it was coming and you knew he was going to, he was on the verge of a return at some point. But Mike Smith, the veteran goalie for the uh, Oilers, who has been around the block now for a very long time in this league. Uh, He will be making his first start of the season tonight for the Oilers in net uh, against the Senators, who 
let's be honest, Ottawa's played two pretty solid games in a row. The massive upset, if anyone out there had the uh, guts to take Ottawa in that first game against Montreal, you were rewarded with a wow. massive uh, plus 300 range type of betting winner uh, with the uh, Ottawa Senators uh, in that game uh, against Montreal. And boy, they all, they gave Montreal a run for their money in the rematch on Saturday. Uh, and in fact, I thought they deserved to lose Thursday, but they won. You could argue they maybe deserved to win on Saturday, but they lost. I thought they played better than Montreal in the second half of that game on Saturday afternoon. They were really swarming Jake Allen uh, and the Montreal Canadiens net. Allen had to make a ton of really big saves there with Ottawa really uh, getting after it and, and pressing the play, spending a lot more time uh, in the offensive zone in that game. So things to be optimistic about for DJ Smith's very young team that when you compare their depth to other teams, particularly in this very tough North division, the all Canadian team division. Uh, they just don't have it compared to other teams. I think Eric Brandstrom has given them a shot in the arm. We were waiting for this guy to finally get called up and he's given them a little bit of a boost. Having Thomas Shabbat goes without saying, having him back from injury has made all the world a difference. This guy is in all three zones defenseman. He's great in all three offensive, neutral and defensive zone puck moving, being able to be sturdy defensively in his own zone, good body position, good stick position in front of the net, all of those kind of things. Shabbat's already excelling, you know, in all of those areas at a very young age and very early still in his NHL career. Um, so Ottawa's definitely, Tim Stutzla has been very impressive uh, for the Ottawa Senators, the young rookie. Uh, and he's showing you that he doesn't need any seasoning in the minor leagues. He's ready uh, for NHL duty uh, for this team. And I've been impressed with his game uh, for Ottawa. It's a really interesting spot here because you got Ottawa off a you know a, a game where they probably deserved a better fate with Montreal. Two hotly contested games. Is it a flat spot or a letdown for them? Is it a flat spot or a letdown for Edmonton? They're coming off the Battle of Alberta uh, against Calgary. A very intense game. It was a wild, high-scoring shootout between the Oilers and Flames on Saturday night. Does Edmonton is Edmonton able to basically rebound uh, and be able to do a, a better job here uh, in this game uh, again defensively? Like Edmonton, you know, like the sun in the wintertime here in Canada, it comes and goes. You know, that's the Edmonton uh, blue line right now. It comes and goes, their defensive play. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. And obviously it wasn't on Saturday against Calgary. I got to think we see some goals in this game. I know Ottawa's been kind of uh, not really been lighting it up and finding the back of the net the last couple of games. But that was Montreal. That was probably a team that has better consistent goaltending. Allen and Price. You have, to, you have to rate them higher than either uh, Miko Koskinen or Mike Smith uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. So I think this is a chance for Ottawa to get their offense going here. And on the flip side, you know, Edmonton's going to have some fun against this Ottawa team. I can't see the uh, – and Matt Murray's been excellent the last two games, which is, you know, it's that's the way he goes. He turns it on and off like a faucet. He was awful early on. He's been better the last two, but he's facing a very potent team. And with Matt Murray, you always worry these little – hot streaks that he goes through and he's been great the last two they're not going to last forever i think we'll see goals both ways i'm on the over here at six and a half in this game which you can get right now at about minus 125 alex what's your thoughts here oilers and senators yeah i like this over i'm on the over uh first period which is at two you can find that at even money or plus 105 and i like this full game over six and a half uh it's going to be goals galore we already saw that with the two times that these teams have played uh just recently it was an 8-5 win for the Oilers and a 4-2 win uh, a couple of nights later. Uh, this is If you look at the first period over last six games for the Oilers with a number of 2, 5-0-1 oh, uh, 
the last six. So they've been giving up goals. They've been scoring goals. Like you said, this Ottawa team, they can build off of some of the confidence they got from, like I said, they should have definitely won on Saturday, in my opinion. They outshot uh, Montreal for the last 40 minutes of play in that game. And uh, unfortunately, lost two to one, but they had to win the night, a couple of nights before that. Uh, it's going to, you know, take some of those moral victories for Ottawa to kind of get things rolling uh, in the right direction. They're still one of the worst teams in the league. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, but when you're playing against the Edmonton team, and especially against Mike Smith, making his first start, talk about he's an older goalie. Uh, his best days are well behind him. And his numbers against Ottawa in his career aren't that good. 6-6-2 six, six, with a 3.41 goals against and an 8-8-7 save percentage. Uh, so when you look at that, I mean, this could be a, a really fun game to watch. I'm not going to touch the side. I'll probably be doing some stuff in-game with next-to-goal scoring props. But uh, I like the over for the first period and the full game. All right, over first period, one and a half, or two actually is where you can get that uh, for a better price. Uh, Alex recommends the two. You get a better price with that as well as over six and a half for the game. And yeah, Mike Smith in his best of days, you worry about what he's going to deliver. First game in forever for this guy. You know, uh, uh, for, for Mike Smith tonight, I really worry if he's going to be sharp. And I don't know. Remember, you haven't been on the ice for practices and training camp quite as much as you normally would in the normal season. So you just worry about whether Mike Smith is going to be able to shut the door and be sharp in his very first start of the season. That is a definite concern I have going into this game tonight. Jimmy, what's your thoughts? Edmonton, Ottawa. You're all on the over, boys, eh? Well, I'm going to go the other way. Not so fast. I'm, I'm liking Edmonton to tighten up defensively for the reasons you just listed with Mike Smith between the pipes. They know he's a roller coaster behind them. Uh, they don't want to go on that roller coaster. So I think they're going to really tighten it up. And then on the flip side, Matt Murray seems to be finding his game. Um, you know, he, he is streaky, like you said, and I think he's in a, a trend. He's trending upwards right now. So I like the under in this game. I'm going to make that official, and I'm also going to take the Senators in regulation as an official as well. Oh, boy. Ottawa in regulation, which is obviously going to be a uh, massive my upset of the night on that one. Upset of the night. You know what? They're playing much better the last two games. The team effort's been better, and DJ kind of called them out for not having a very good a yep. team effort the last or during that road trip it was just awful for them those games through Vancouver those games through Edmonton where it's just you know they were making mistakes with the puck turnovers gaffes in the penalty box too much you know this young team can't afford to do that they just can't no. especially when you got so much firepower with a bunch of these teams here in the north division we saw that on full display clearly uh, in that uh, in the uh, road trip, and they've tightened it up a little bit. Can they do it again tonight against Edmonton? Because it seemed like Edmonton was getting anything they wanted, you know, against this uh, Senators team when these two teams did battle just recently uh, in Edmonton. So that's something to be mindful of. It's by the way plus two twenty five uh, with uh, Ottawa uh, in regulation. That is the price. So uh, as I expected, a very tantalizing price. If you agree with Jimmy's recommendation there on the Sens in 60 minutes next up we've got vancouver and toronto the leafs minus 190 minus 200 home favorites total six and a half shaded to the over the one thing i appreciate and respect and love about our us here at the ice guys is we talk about our wins and we talk about our losses because everybody in nhl betting and sports betting doesn't win every night we have losses we, we aren't always right we get things wrong and I got Vancouver first period and full game wrong the other night, just banking on hopefully a step-up effort after they got rocked by Toronto 7-3. to three. Uh, uh, Very fitting that it was a football score. 
just days before the Super Bowl, uh, the Leafs winning that game 7-3. to uh, And it wasn't any better for Vancouver on Saturday night. 5-1 loss uh, to the Leafs. They just can't defend. As simple as that right now. You're seeing their defense slow, getting beaten with speed along the outside. Spezza did it in the hat trick that he got against Alex Edler. You're seeing Matthews get around, blow by that young defenseman Chatfield uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks uh, the other night. Uh, it is just a bunch of real ugly th- uh, stuff from this team uh, at the defensive end of the ice. You got Travis Green trying to mix and match his blue line because he's really not found any answers as to who can actually shut down somebody on the other team for this Canucks blue line. And Quinn Hughes has been good offensively, but he's been struggling in his own zone, and that's always been the area where he needs to improve. Jordy Ben is a you know plodding defenseman in my mind. Nate Schmidt, another guy that's probably better puck moving and offensively at times than he is defensively. Tyler Myers has been kind of beaten a few times and in the box. And then you've got Edler, and as good as Edler is, I think he's their best defensive defenseman, and even he was walked on by the Leafs, including by Spezza, who turned him around uh, in that uh, great goal that he scored to uh, get the uh, hat-trick goal against the Canucks in the Thursday game. So, yeah, I mean, it is, for me, from a spot perspective, it's a tough one for Toronto. It's a tricky one, at least, because they got Montreal coming up on Wednesday night. Huge game. First place showdown in the North Division, essentially. If there's any game where they're flat and lay a clunker, but I went to this well Saturday that maybe that was the flat spot for the Leafs, and it sure wasn't. And even if it is a flat spot for the Leafs, can you trust the Canucks to stop this team and keep the puck out of their own net right now? I sure can't. I can't do it. So I'm not involved in the side. I don't want Toronto in this spot. You know, maybe they look past Vancouver, but even if they do, maybe Vancouver's just so inept defensively, Toronto still lights them up for three, four, five goals again, which wouldn't shock me. So it's tough from a side perspective. The spot's in Vancouver's favor, but matchup-wise, They haven't stopped the Leafs yet in two games. I don't know if anything changes here in the third game. Uh, This is another one where uh, I would lean over the total here, six and a half. I like some other bets on this card more than this, but I'll include it on my card here, over six and a half, minus 120. Looks like the goaltending matchup will be the same, by the way, as the game on Saturday. I thought maybe this is the spot where Sheldon Keefe shows some guts and puts Hutchinson in there, but nope, not going to be the case. It'll be Freddie Anderson again for the Leafs and Braden Holtby will be right back in net tonight for the uh, Canucks after he got the start on Saturday. Alex, what's your thoughts here, Canucks and Leafs? Yeah, I played Maple Leafs on the first period puck line, uh, so laying a uh, half a goal at plus 125 this morning. Uh, this, Like you said, this could be a flat spot for Toronto, but even at, at a half-speed level, uh, they should be able to score quite a few against this Vancouver defense. It's been absolutely atrocious. Uh, he said the blue line, they've had to mix and match things. Brayden Holtby is starting to look a little bit older and, and not the, the same goalie we saw win a cup in Washington a few years ago. And, you know, I, I had that read wrong. I thought Holtby would have a resurgence. I thought the change of scenery going from uh, D.C. to Vancouver would kind of bring his career back. That's just not the case. But even if he was playing well, still the, the, the six guys in front of him on the blue line aren't, aren't helping out much to, at all. So uh, it's just making things look worse overall on that back end. They have the offense to compete night after night. The way Toronto's been playing right now, uh, they've been on a nice roll. It is one thing, uh, unfortunately, to see Wayne Simmons is out six weeks with a broken wrist. He had been playing well. He had a, a nice fight. He had some goals uh, scored in the last couple of games. Uh, so it's unfortunate to see that, that he's going to be down with injury. Uh, but Toronto still has enough talent with Matthews and Marner and company uh, to take care of this one. So I like them. Like I said, first period puck line. 
and, and just a slight lean to that over. Like I said, I, if it gets out of hand early, we can just see goals going back and forth throughout the night. All right, so like in Toronto in the first period on the puck line. So what this means is, again, for anybody, new audiences, minus a half goal, plus 130 first period means as long as Toronto's up by a goal or more after the first period, you cash your bet. As simple as that. So uh, that's the bet Toronto, uh, that Alex is looking at. Leafs first period puck line laying the half goal here uh, in this one. Uh, you can't argue with Austin Matthews either to score a goal. I mean, he's scoring almost every game right now. Of course, they've really, really jacked that up. Goal the other night. Now, oh, unfortunately, uh, minus 170. So the days of value with Matthews to score a goal are gone. It's minus 170 right now. And I wouldn't normally advise laying a price like that on a goal scorer prop. But if you're going to do it, do it with the, with him because it seems like he's finding the back of the net now nightly. What a goal the other night around that young defenseman Chatfield and buried it right under the crossbar. Outstanding goal for Austin Matthews in that one. One of many that he's had uh, this season. Uh, definitely on fire right now. And you're right, uh, to Alex's point, uh, Wayne Simmons is a big loss. Uh, he's been excellent. I mean, he has yeah. been a bargain bin signing for the Leafs in the offseason, the way he has started. He's fought uh, other guys sticking up for his teammates. He's endeared himself extremely well to the dressing room, to his teammates. And, of course, he's found the offense, which is, again, in Philly and Nashville, you know, the last – and Buffalo, yeah. the, the last few years where he's been, his offensive game has kind of evaporated, kind of eroded. He's found it again early this season. So just really unfortunate timing for the Leafs and for Wayne Simmons that now he's gets injured, broken wrist out up to six weeks. Just terrible timing because he has really been – uh, great for the Leafs this year and really rediscovered his offensive touch again as well. Jimmy, what do you think here? Canucks versus Leafs. Yeah, I mean, I, you guys really broke it down there well, and it is. It's just you got to think one of these nights, Vancouver's just going to do something and snap out of this. But I, I don't know, guys. I mean, it's, you know, we were just talking about Ottawa there and, the, you know, some of the, the streaks they've had of losing there and their confidence starting to come back now. But I, I'm way more worried about Vancouver than I was about Ottawa, to tell you the truth. I just am because I think, you know, we had expectations for this Vancouver team coming in. This Canucks team played really well in that playoff in the bubble there. Uh, and to see just this collapse that they've had right now is troublesome. Uh, so it's, keep an eye on them right now. I know they're trying to move Jake Verton, but there might be a bigger shakeup move coming there in Vancouver. So that's something to keep an eye on. I'll pass on this, but if I was going to touch something, I would lean to the over. All right, next up, we've got Tampa Bay, Nashville. Tampa Bay minus 155. Road favorites here, the total five and a half shaded to the over. Um, I'm probably going to be looking at a different angle here in this game. Um, and it's, believe it or not, a pro Nashville angle. Because um, Curtis McElhaney is kind of that goalie like Mike Smith. We All the press is out. The Edmonton game. Uh, <laughs> Curtis McElhaney, yeah. Curtis McElhaney making his first start of the season for the Lightning. It's been uh, Andre Basilevsky, every game so far this year for the Lightning. So this is McElhaney's first start. Um, I worry about that with any goalie. It's gone this long without starting. Yeah. It's I think it's even more troubling for the older goalies uh, as well, like Mike Smith, like a Curtis McElhaney. I worry about that a little bit here in this game. And Tampa Bay, you know, did a tap dance essentially on Nashville in the two games uh, against the Predators when they played in Tampa uh, just recently. Um and now they play Nashville again, this time on the road. Um, I don't want to make too much out of Blake Coleman Instagram pictures and Stamkos Twitter and Instagram posts about the Bucs winning the Super Bowl. But it looked like there was a little enjoyment going on from some of the Lightning players 
you know, supporting the uh, other pro, one of the other pro sports teams in their city and celebrating a Super Bowl title for them. I don't want to say that means they're going to play a poor game tonight, but I'm just saying for me, it's a little bit buyer beware. I don't yeah. doubt Tampa Bay is better than Nashville. I've, I, I'm not very uh, high on Nashville, but the one thing we've seen from the Predators is at least a little bit. Johansson, by the way, is out uh, due to injury for the uh, Predators, Ryan Johansson. So that definitely takes away from them offensively a little bit, but still, he's been underwhelming. Uh, offensively for most of his time here in Nashville. But Forsberg's been good. Duchesne has picked it up playing with Forsberg and Michael Granlin uh, on that top line, which is good to see. They've gotten that line going a little bit. And again, they're facing a goalie that hasn't played a single game this year. I'm going to bite on the Nashville team total here, over two and a half, minus 110. Good number, cheap number, you know, reasonable price. Um, I think they could find some goals here. And even in the games in Tampa, you know, I think they scored three goals in one of the games uh, in Tampa for this Predators team when they faced the Lightning just recently. Now they're back at home, and now they're not seeing Vasilevsky. They're seeing um, Curtis McElhaney, and I have doubts about whether he's just going to be razor sharp in his very first game of the season, just, you know, being sitting cold on the bench now every game up till this point. So I'm just going to stick with that. I think that's an angle that makes some sense to me. I don't have to worry about Nashville winning the game which I don't know if they will, and I wouldn't trust them to, but can they score three tonight, which is all they need to cash that ticket? I think they can. So for me, it's Preds team total. Now over two and a half, a minus 110. Alex, what's your thoughts here with Lightning and Predators? So Curtis McElhaney, as you mentioned, he's making his first start in over 11 months. Uh, in his 12-year career, he has failed to beat just two teams, the Vegas Golden Knights, who he's never faced, and the Nashville Predators, who he's faced twice, and he's 0-1-1 against in his career. Uh, so looking at that, obviously that's a, a bit of an abstract stat, but what, you, what you're looking at here is two teams that uh, have completely different styles. You look at you know, the speed and skill of Tampa Bay, uh, they're just a team that can really turn it on. We saw how they did the, the last couple of games when they played against uh, Detroit. I mean, it was just a, a cakewalk, easy for the, for this team. And you look at Nashville, the thing that troubles me the most about them is their penalty killing is absolutely atrocious. They're dead last in the NHL. Mm -hmm. uh, if you give this Lightning team a bunch of power play chances, they will bury you with them. Uh, so I can't look at anything on the side other than if I would lean with Tampa Bay, probably in the puck line. But I like this over five and a half. UC Soros uh, is projected to start for Nashville. We've seen him struggle. Uh, at times, and like I said, with, with McElhaney, that long, long layover, long rest, if you will, uh, you know, he could come up a, a little short possibly as well. They, they have to give, uh, you know, him some time and net, but I don't think he's going to just be uh, lights out right out of the gate. So I like the over five and a half. Here's an official play minus a dollar twenty five. Yeah, there may not be many goalies I'm more disappointed in this year than UC Soros because we keep waiting and we keep hearing he's this goalie yeah. that they think he could be the future number one. And when you're you know, on par with, and you could even argue not as good as Pekka Rene, the other goalie on this Nashville team so far this season, you got issues. Uh, and that's definitely the problem. He, he's had a disappointing start and the numbers bear it out. He is three and three, but they've scored for him in those three wins and a three point that was including the comeback against Florida, which was uh, unreal. That last game he started 3.31 goals against eight, nine, three save percentage. Those are not good numbers for any goaltender. Uh, you worry about that going into a, uh, this game tonight. So um, I might add that full game over that Alex mentioned, because I was going to stay away from that. But if I like the national team total uh, to get to three, there's a probably a good chance you can get two or three, at least from Tampa uh, in this game as well. Jimmy, what's your thoughts? Lightning predators. Give, give it a hat trick on that over. Make it official for me as well.
All right, so Jimmy also liking Tampa Bay, Nashville over five and a half here at minus 115. And we'll wrap it up with the final game on this Monday card and our first show here, uh, the Ice Guys in partnership with the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in for this first edition uh, on our new uh, for, uh, new uh, platform. We've got Arizona, St. Louis. Boy, are these teams going to play each other for the rest of the season at this point? I'm getting sick of it here. Well, this is the fourth game in a row, yeah. a four spot. Uh, of back-to-back-to-back-to-back matchups between the Coyotes and the Blues. And Arizona's up two games to one in this little mini-series so far, and they've taken the last two from the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis minus 150 home favorites, five and a half the total shaded to the under in this one. This is a no-bet for me. Um, I took Arizona Thursday. Uh, I came back with the – which cashed. Uh, I came back with the over on Saturday. Kind of mad I didn't stick with the momentum of Arizona following the win, but I thought maybe St. Louis would bounce back Saturday. They did not. Uh, it was a pretty solid, sturdy, tight defensive game from Arizona to get the 3-1 victory uh, against St. Louis on Saturday. But this is definitely one of those spots where you would think that St. Louis is – that that's enough. Enough is enough. Maybe in this Thursday game we were – they said after the Thursday loss to Arizona they were guilty of maybe taking them too lightly. I don't think that was the case Saturday. I just think their offense was just stuck in mud, and Arizona checked extremely well defensively. I mean, they didn't give St. Louis very much time and space. The penalty kill for Arizona has been amazing. It's been excellent. Uh, and they have thwarted this Blues power play time and time again so far in the first three games of this series. I think, again, it's it's hard to avoid looking at Arizona getting plus you know, 135 in this game. And it's hard to see that and not take them. But you worry that this is St. Louis's spot here. They don't want to lose three of four at home to the Arizona Coyotes in these four games. I would expect them to bring a much better effort here. So I think the value is Arizona, but I, something tells me St. Louis really steps their game up tenfold tonight, probably wins this game, but I'm not seeing the value with St. Louis at minus 155 in this game. Total could go either way. Arizona really tightened it up. And even though they've been trending over this season, Long-term, if Arizona is going to win games, they're going to want to keep things lower scoring. So I'm passing sidewise and total-wise on this game uh, between the Coyotes and the Blues. Alex, what's your thoughts on this one? Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. In the last three times these teams have played, uh, like I said, throughout the, this week, we've seen the first period overcash. Now, there was a couple of soft goals that led to that on, on, on Saturday's game. Uh, but I'm going to ride with it one more time. We're getting a good price here at, at mm -hmm. plus 100. Uh, I think, like I said, they'll kind of start off with a, uh, a faster pace and then kind of settle in later into the game. Just a lean with St. Louis. I could see where, you know, uh, might be a good spot to play them in game. Uh, if, if we see them tied at one or, or maybe even down to one, they can, uh, can kind of rally back here. Like I said, these two teams getting familiar with each other uh, the fourth time in, in the last seven, eight days. So uh, I like the first period over at even money and I'll be circling uh, in game looking for something to possibly back St. Louis. All right, good stuff. Alex cashed with that first period over Saturday with these two te teams going back to the well. Uh, and that's a mantra I always say in betting. If something's working for me, uh, I'll often come right back to it. And Arizona-St. Louis over one and a half plus 100 in the first period of this game tonight for Alex is exactly that. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Arizona-St. Louis. Well, guys, to keep that, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm going with the Arizona Coyotes in this one, guys. Howling with the Coyotes. This, this team has uh, really impressed me. And you know, you mentioned those games playing that straight on the road in St. Louis. When I saw that rescheduling and how that ended up like that, I'm like, Arizona's season could be over by this week. 
I mean, when you think about it, when they went in there, they could have left and their season could have been over. So kudos to them for really, you know, playing with a lot of balls on the road. I'll give them credit. So I'm going to go with them right now uh, with another upset tonight. All right. And it was a get well game on Saturday for Darcy Kemper. You can say he's been a little bit uh, yep. less than stellar uh, in the first uh, few starts he had. Uh, this season for the Coyotes, but he played a lot better in that uh, victory on Saturday over the Blues. So I kind of with Jimmy, I think there's really good value on Arizona here again, but I just think this is this could be the night where St. Louis really, uh, you know, desperate to not go down three and three and one, one and three in these four games against Arizona. So fascinating game, though. Interesting one to see how it plays out. That's the breakdown of the Monday NHL card. Again, our first show partnered with THPN the Hockey Podcast Network. Make sure you check them out at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com, as well as the YouTube channel that they have. Like and subscribe to it. Of course, if you haven't already, which you should be, make sure you like and subscribe to the Ice Guys YouTube channel uh, as well. Uh, We want to get that uh, count up in terms of people. Subscribe to uh, the Ice Guys channel, so make sure you do that. Uh, And a reminder for those that have been with us on Patreon, the last couple of years, patreon.com slash ice guys. We still have exclusive content available for just $10 per month at patreon.com slash ice guys, articles, written content, stats, the daily NHL ice guys card, betting card for the plays that we give out on this show will be posted daily for exclusive to Patreon members at patreon.com slash ice guys. We also plan to starting in April, get some live betting shows going. Uh, in NHL action, exclusive to Patreon uh, members. Uh, so looking forward to that as well at uh, patreon.com slash ice guys. So uh, if you're interested, it's just $10 a month and lots more great content there at patreon.com slash ice guys. If you're okay with just watching and listening to the ice guys show daily for free, that's fine too. It is completely uh, your decision. The ball is in your court. In this case, the puck, the puck is in your hands, I guess we'll say uh, when it comes to that uh, decision. But uh before we sign off, we want to mention, uh, you know, take care of some business here. The Hockey Podcast Network uh, partnered with DraftKings Sportsbook, and we want you to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN uh, when you sign up, and you can obviously get a discount on that first deposit. And again, it gives you great opportunities to uh, bet hockey, Bet basketball, which is still going, NBA and college basketball, for instance. You know, you sign up at a draft with a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Use the promo code THPN. You can hammer the over on Sunday night's NBA game coming up this weekend. LA Lakers, Denver Nuggets, Western Conference Final rematch. Uh, an exciting game. Uh, you can obviously have access to betting every NHL game on the board. For every 1,000 people that bet the over, though, in Sunday's NBA game, between the LA Lakers and Denver Nuggets, the line will decrease by one point. So what this is, is your chance to improve the odds of the overhitting. So tell your friends and family, this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan or Virginia only restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. And of course, to keep those gambling itches in check, if you have a problem, call 1 800 Gambler or in Indiana, 1 800 9 with it, or in Virginia, call 888 532 3500 if you are dealing with gambling demons. And hey, you know, there are people that have been there uh, in the past. So uh, just a reminder again, DraftKings Sportsbook. 
promo code THPN. Sign up with an account there at DraftKings uh, if you DraftKings Sportsbook if you haven't already. All right, that is going to uh, bring the uh, show just about to a conclusion. But before we wrap up, uh, we're going to go with best bets for this Monday show. We always end the show with our best bet uh, from every card. Uh, Alex, uh, where are you going for your best bet on this Monday slate? I'm going to go with this Edmonton. Uh, Ottawa first period over two goals. Like I said, this could be uh, an absolute barn burner like we saw before with that 8-5 game uh, just uh, less than a week ago. Uh, Mike Smith always been the shaky kind of goalie. Like I said, making his first star, we could see him be a bit rusty. Matt Murray, still not a guy you can trust on a nightly basis right now, uh, especially with the defense that he has uh, in front of him. So I'm going to go with Oilers, Senators, first period over two goals at plus $1.05. All right, Oilers Senators over two plus 105 first period. Alex B. Smith's best bet for Monday, February the 8th. Jimmy Murphy, what do you got for best bet? I'm going with that Senators, guys, in regulation. Give me that as my best bet tonight. All right, going for a big plus price. And Jimmy's not afraid to do puck line at a plus price or any kind of big plus price for a best bet. And he's going with it tonight. Going for that jugular, Ottawa in regulation, plus 225 uh, against Edmonton. Uh, my best bet is going to be if it this is another if it ain't broke don't fix it case Carolina Columbus over five and a half here at minus one twenty uh, in this game uh, we cashed with the over yesterday on the Sunday Ice Guys show our last one which was Patreon exclusive uh, cashed it I'm going right back to it here Carolina Columbus over five and a half minus one twenty five for my best bet. That'll wrap up our first edition of the Ice Guys in partnership with THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. We thank you all for tuning in, watching live. A reminder, the show is available on the Ice Guys YouTube channel and the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel archived if you missed it live. And you can also download and listen to the audio version of the show on all major podcast providers. So if you miss us, there are plenty of live, there are plenty of opportunities uh, to tune in after the fact. Thanks for watching. For Jimmy Murphy and Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys.